Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 409. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Did you know that Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, set up his entire business on Entreport in under seven days? After a pain-free launch, Dane has seen a 500% increase in revenue. Find out more at entreport.com slash fire. Onnit is a health and wellness brand focused on encouraging a peak level of human performance through a combination of both physical and cognitive methodologies. To get 10% off your supplement purchase today, go to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Brian Kurtz. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Yes. Brian is a direct marketer through and through and has never met a medium he doesn't like. While taking his beloved company boardroom to over $150 million in sales at its height and creating marketing messages that have reached well over 1 billion people, it is Brian's love for direct marketing industry and his nonstop mission to contribute and connect that is his real superpower. I've just given our listeners a little overview, Brian, so take a minute, say hi to Fire Nation, then give us an overview of you personally and your business. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny, in that, in that uh, bio, you know, we're always talking about how much we are responsible for in sales and revenue and all that type of thing. And, you know, I really, when I started writing this for you, I really uh, wanted to kind of focus more on, you know, the, con- the contribution and connection that I have to the industry my whole career since I've been doing this for over 30 years. Um, when I say there's a medium that I never, I, I, I never, that there's not a medium I don't like, it's really more about my curiosity of how to reach people, where they live, how they live. Um, I, I love the idea of uh, multi-channel marketing, uh, and not just being an internet guy or not just being a direct mail guy, but being someone who can teach a wide variety of of skills that can help people reach their audiences in, in new and different ways. And I got to tell you, I really do learn by teaching. Um, I think that despite the fact that most of my training was in the offline world, now I'm becoming more of an online expert. And I love this whole concept that I call O to O to O, which is online to offline to online. And I think that to be limited by anything um, that doesn't enable you to get your message out to as many people as possible in all potential media, uh, something that, I, that I'm just so passionate about. Well, Brian, we're going to dive way into your passions during this interview because Entrepreneur on Fire is about our spotlighted guest, and that's you. But before we really get into that, I want you to share with Fire Nation a success quote or a mantra that really resonates with you and why. This one is going to sound so simplistic, and I just, but I just love it because I, I, it seems to come up all the time. And, and the simple phrase is, life is long. And it's kind of a, a, a takeoff on life is short. You know, we walk around all the time and people say they don't want to get into an argument. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that because life is short. And I always say life is long. And the reason why I like to say that is, you know, first of all, you know, my mentor, Marty Edelston, who passed away just a short time ago, used to always say, you know, you only go through life once, you might as well be the world's best. And, 
you know, whatever your life is, it's long because it's yours and that's, that's what you got. And I think what that means to me, it's, it's not just, I mean, there is some of the, what goes around comes around, you know, the people you meet on the way down or the people, you know, on the, that you met on the way up and all that kind of thing. That's part of the life is long concept as well. But it's also being on a mission of learning uh, for your entire life, to be on a mission of curiosity your entire life. And, you know, I think this, this the, and the other, the other quote that I love that, that's related to the life is long is, um, you know, you always say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I want to give back. And Dan Sullivan, who's one of the great uh, coaches uh, in the world for a strategic coach, says, you know, if you're really, there's no reason to give back because if you don't take anything. And so, you know, I haven't taken anything, so I'm not just giving back for the sake of giving back. I'm on this incredible journey adventure with everybody else who's I connect with in my life. And, and if I don't look at it as being a longer journey and I only look at it as being a short journey, I'm, I'm shortchanging all the possibilities that are there. And the other big success quote is one that I, I steal from um, despair.com, which you know talks about kind of anti-motivational. Uh, it's kind of a funny website. But one of, their, one of their great ones that I have facing out on my desk uh, to anybody who walks in is that the only consistent feature of all of your dissatisfying relationships is you. And the reason why that one is so meaningful is that it basically really talks about being completely responsible for every relationship you have, whether business or personal. Uh, and I think what it's done for me is that, you know, over 32 years doing a lot of business deals, doing a lot of um, what I consider to be high-level negotiations with a lot of money involved in many cases, um, I can count probably on one hand uh, the people that, you know, the relationship ended up in a, in a place where I didn't want it to be. Um, and the reason for that is that I don't, I, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, blaming other people for something going wrong. And I have this also, this concept that's a hundred zero instead of 50, 50. Like I don't, I never live into a world where you have to meet me halfway. Uh, I think that's one of also the, one of the worst success quotes to say, you know, if you meet everybody halfway, you're in great shape. I think if you put a hundred percent into every relationship uh, and don't have an expectation that you're going to get back 50 of it, um, and sometimes you get back 20 and sometimes you get back none, but that there's some uh, benefit to, to just loving humanity at that level. So those would be kind of the, the way that I run my life and why I don't spend a lot of time in self-pity. I don't spend a lot of time in blame because I think those are really uh, wasted emotions. Brian, those are two great quotes. You did a phenomenal job expounding on the second one. And one thing I want to touch upon in the first one, which is life is long, is that Fire Nation, it is so true. And that's why you can never get too comfortable when you're sitting at the top of success because you're not going to be there forever. You're not going to be there for even that long in the big scheme of things because we are on a roller coaster of life. And just the same thing on the alternative, when you're at the bottom, you don't need to despair down there because life is long and you have the time to turn things around. That is not the sentence for the rest of your long life. So two great quotes. You did a great job applying them to your philosophy, Brian. And I really want to continue to use that as we move forward here because I do want to reiterate, Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey. You're our spotlight, I guess, Brian. And I really want to focus on a couple stories along your entrepreneurial journey. 
The first one I want to focus on is a failure, is a challenge or a massive obstacle that you face at some point. Tell us about that, Brian. Tell us that story. Take us there with you and then the lessons you learned. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think I have two. I can do these fairly quickly and they're both really meaningful to me. And I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, Nation will 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 appreciate this. Fire Nation uh, will love it. Fire Nation. Um, so the first one is what I would call Tony Robbins envy, and what I mean by that, I, I in the 1980s, uh, Tony Robbins came on the scene and became this infomercial success, and the infomercial business was really hot at the time. And at that time, boardroom was known as being sort of the the state of the art in terms of direct mail, but we hadn't really branched out into other media, especially TV. So I not only had Tony Robbins envy, I had TV as a medium envy, and I had um, infomercial envy when I said that we had a brand that people really didn't know and that I didn't think that we could do, say, two-minute television like Sports Illustrated magazine. And I always felt that that long-form TV would be something that would fit perfectly. And so we tried all sorts of stuff. I met with uh, the kings of infomercials at the time, Bill Guthy and Greg Renker, they were just, you know, they were just killing it with Tony Robbins. And I said, you know, we've got great products. We could create, you know, a life system for people. And it was one, I won't say they were, they weren't huge monetary failures, but the failure to launch um, in that medium and getting interest and coming up with the big idea was just so frustrating with, for me. And I knew that even back in the mid-1980s, that at some point I knew that we had the right product for this. Um, and so we did try then a bunch of short form TV and they, it failed miserably like I thought it would. And yet I didn't want to give up. I couldn't get the interest from the infomercial people. And I never abandoned my notion that infomercials were going to be a fit for our product line. So I kind of, by, by, by having those failures, I almost cre- ended up creating a perfect storm that didn't really happen until the mid 2000s. But it was all based on this unending curiosity for how to do this medium. Um, I studied it. I watched who was successful. I watched who failed at it. Um, and eventually, um, up late one night, and, and I had also accumulated a lot of contacts in the business. So I knew who the best producers were. I knew who the best media buyers were. I knew if I ever got there, I'd be able to move quickly because I had kind of set up my resources that I know that I'm going to be able to do this if I can just come up with the angle. And it all happened, you know, sitting in front of a TV one night watching a late night infomercial, watching somebody sell a book uh, for $29 and then figuring out how he did it on the back end. And I started seeing what the model was. And without getting into all the little details, I was then able to bring all of those resources together and I, I, again, no, I don't like to put num- – the numbers are not for bragging purposes, um, but we had one year we sold three million books on TV. Uh, we had three years where we took this company from 50 million to 150 million. Um, and just by staying with the notion that, you know, believing in myself, believing in uh, this particular idea, and then also making sure that I knew where everybody – all the resources that I'd need – to be able to launch the business would be at my fingertips once I was able to figure out the model that I needed. So uh, that was one that really ended well. But then just the postscript on that is that the infomercial business is very, very difficult. So, you know, 
after we were very successful for three years, it was always it was very hard to repeat that success, and we haven't since. So then I've moved on to other things uh, in the same way. So it was short lived, but I had an unbelievable success story, um, and we basically shipped you know millions and millions of health books, uh, which was the product which actually saved lives and helped a lot of people. So that was that was just an amazing experience. Um, and then the other, the other so, so what's happening now, so that was the one that already happened. The failure that we had more recently was trying to do an online launch in, a, in a, launching a product with digital content and physical content. And I would say by all uh, stretch of, of, of the metrics that are, that are there, we, we failed at it. Um, it, didn't, it didn't go through the roof like I wanted it to. It was a health product. I really wanted it to make a huge difference. And so what I've done since that failure, which was only a few years ago, is that now I'm in that education phase where I'm joining mastermind groups to learn how to do launches, to learn how to do the things that we didn't do well the first time, because my game is always about, I have the failure, I kind of figure out what, you know, what, what made it fail and what, what I didn't have at my fingertips at the time, or what, what things I still needed to learn, and now I'm going out to get the education. So I'm in that education phase there. And I will probably be able to come back to you within a year or two and show you some very successful launches um, because I'm going to have the resources in place by going through this masterminding process and I'm going to be able to have the killer idea because that just comes with time and talking and researching. So that's kind of failure to success in, in my world. Well, Brian, we're going to hold you to that. I'm going to have you back on, and we're going to really dissect your success of your launch because that's one of the most important things. I'm actually going through that with a current launch right now with Podcasters Paradise, which is our community here at Entrepreneur on Fire of how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. And I just love everything that you're saying. And what I really want Fire Nation to take away from this is that Failures are the way that you set the table to finally feast upon success. You can never feast upon success until you set your entire table with failure after failure, which are really just learning point after learning point. And so, Brian, you were going from all these failures to failures to failures in the info world, but you were gaining these incredible contacts. You were setting your table. So then finally, when you did have that aha moment of how to sell this book and how to do the upsells on the back end and the downsells, you had that table set. So you were able to feast on the success. So it's a great takeaway, Brian. And what I want you to do literally in just one sentence, sum it up for Fire Nation. What's your biggest takeaway from your life of failures? I guess the biggest takeaway is that a, a failure really isn't a failure. Um, I love the way you just framed it with, you know, s- make sure you're always setting the, resetting the table. So, you know, you have a failure and so the failure, the analogy would be that, you know, you're sitting at the table, you didn't get to eat much and the table's still a mess, <laughs> right? So I got to get everything into the dishwasher, but, um, and I'm not going to take it any further, I promise. Um, but I love that whole, um, that a failure really, I, and, and you just helped me with this a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that a failure is not really a failure. But it's 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 really the learning. It, it is part of the learning process, and hopefully, it doesn't put you in too low a valley where you know you get to a point where you get you know super depressed, or you start feeling like you can't get there ever, or you start getting very defeatist. Um, and I think that the way you get out of that, going back to some of my original quotes about being with the right kind of humanity, surrounding yourself with the best and the brightest all the time. Never, 
you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I just love that quote. I love that quote too, Brian. And you've actually helped me a lot with this too, because to be honest with you, I've never heard that analogy that I just came up with about setting the table. (laughs) It was spurred by you, by you talking about what your journey has been. So that was something that we came to together. We definitely can take dual credit for that. And I love it. I'm going to use it again. (laughs) Definitely. It's ours. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's 50% yours. Believe me. Beautiful. Beautiful. But I think that's the, that's the big takeaway from failure is that while you're failing, you keep setting the table. I mean, that's a good, that would be my, you know, that would be the takeaway because that's exactly what I did. And I didn't sit there and feel sorry for myself and say, you know, Tony Robbins is, you know, a better infomercial guy than me. Well, he probably is, but he's better in his world and I'm going to be great in my world. So Brian, this is just a great segue to our next topic because we really want to focus on your journey and you share with us this one great aha moment that you had while watching that infomercial. Take us to another story when you had this light bulb that just went off and it lit you up inside and you said, you know what? This is the real Brian Kurtz. This is what I resonate with as a person. And then walk us through the steps of how you turned that into success. I had this aha moment that, and, and, and the numbers are proving out today more than ever, is that for the amount, number of, of books that are published uh, in the world, so few sell more than any significant, first of all, like 300 out of you know, all the books that are ever published, 80,000 in a year. I don't know. There's someone quoted me a number, and it's a very, very small number that really become quote-unquote bestsellers. And then a bestseller is a book that sells maybe 30,000 copies. And so we were in the direct mail business, you know, used to selling 100,000 copies a year, even for a book that wasn't a quote unquote big seller. So I had an aha moment way back, which was that direct mail, nothing scales like direct mail. Right. But the, the big aha moment was that there are so many great books out there that are not seeing the light of day and not getting out to as many people as possible because of the way they're marketed. Basically, back then it was sitting on the shelves at Barnes and Noble collecting dust while people were getting coffee. And so I realized that it was all about if everybody looked at what their list was, what their audience was, and thought about different ways to market under-marketed books, uh, if, if in fact you were able to do it, whether it's direct mail or online, the, the amount of content that's available in the world that's not, that's not getting out to as many people as possible um, was such an aha moment for me. And basically it took us from a book business that only used kind of greatest hits from our newsletters to create these big compendiums to going to Barnes. I went to Barnes and I I told the story in in another interview about going to Barnes and Noble with a hand truck and going through all the sections in Barnes and Noble and buying all the books that I thought needed to be sold more, whether it was, and, and mostly to my audience. This was basically books that I could do in direct mail to my audience. And we started creating all of these products that were so undersold that became big bestsellers, not by the New York Times standard, but by my standard. And so that was a, a whole different kind of business. And I don't know, getting messages out from authors. I mean, everybody wants to write a book. Everybody wants to, to, to share their, their mission and their personal legend. Um, which now, you know, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. <laughs> yes. Um, so, and, and, and it was just so under, uh, underdone. And, and so that was a big, of many, many aha moments I've had throughout my, my career. That was a huge one and, and one that we've turned into not just millions of dollars, millions of books sold, and much more great information getting out to many more people. 
It's a great aha moment, Brian, and I can just tell that it lights you up inside when you're talking about it because you're so passionate about spreading the good word, and and it's just something that obviously resonates with you so powerfully. So for Fire Nation, Brian, sum it up for us. One clear takeaway. Give us one actionable tip on this whole aha moment that you had for your business. I think that whoever your audience is, whether you have a list of 900 people or a list of 9 million. Um, And in our case, we had 9 million on a database, but it doesn't matter. You have 900 people who are in your tribe, in your group. Think about all the things that that you would want to share with them that you might not be able to produce completely on your own and figure out, not just through advertising and JVs, but how would you want to share that information with them in a variety of ways, whether it's you partner with somebody who's got content that would be so meaningful for them uh, that you want to create a new digital product, whether you want to write another book based on that information, and that you are so in tune with who you're, the people that are looking to you for information, what they want, how they want it, and how you're going to bring it to them so that you can change their lives. Brian, you continue to stay cutting edge. You continue to surround yourself with incredible entrepreneurs in your mastermind that make you not the smartest person in the room, which is what we all need to be striving to do as entrepreneurs in order to continue to up our game. So let's bring things to present time right now because the Brian Curse journey is long from over and I'm excited to see the direction that you take it. So share with Fire Nation right now one thing that's really exciting you today. I think it's uh, one quote, the least cluttered mailbox is the one you grew up with. Um, And it's sort of like this thing that says everyone's going right, time to go left. And um, I am just totally passionate about this multi-channel marketing thing that I mentioned before, the O to O to O or, you know, any, any internet marketer who says I'm an internet marketer is shortchanging themselves by defining themselves by a channel. I mean, why would you ever want to define yourself by a channel? Aren't you a marketer trying to get your product, your services, your message out to the biggest community possible? So the least cluttered mailbox is the one you grew up with. You know, look at your inbox, your, you know, your inbox and your email versus the mailbox that's sitting on the, you know, outside your home. And you know that because direct mail is expensive and because direct mail um, is something that it's like making sushi, it's, you know, much tougher to do at home, right? Um, <laughs> But on the other hand, I think what's old is new again. And just so you know how passionate I am about this, not that everybody should be doing direct mail and not everybody um, should be you know, getting training from me down the road in direct mail, which is one of the things I really want to do for people. But I was on Capitol Hill last Thursday actually meeting with senators and congressmen lobbying for postal reform because the United States Postal Service being a monopoly is one of the things that could kind of derail – my mission of making sure that if people do want to go left when everybody's going right, we have to protect postal rates and keep them as low as possible and keep the postal service solvent so that when I'm teaching direct mail techniques to people who've only sold on internet, on the internet and an email, that I'm going to have a medium that I'm an expert in that they're going to now add to their toolkit. So I'd say that would be a big thing and and you know I think there's so many great products and marketers that I'm masterminding with 
And there, a lot of them are just doing the same kind of marketing. It's online, it's email, it's launches, it's whatever. And I think there's a huge opportunity to diversify and use direct mail and use bulky mailings and use different types of space advertising and print. Um, and to be able to kind of move the needle uh, on, the, on the media side um, to get the message out in a variety of ways, to actually create more physical product. You know, DVDs aren't dead. Books aren't dead. Um, digital content is sweet. Digital content is cheap. But I think I'm totally charged about being the guy that I think is best equipped to bring the old medium back new again. Brian, as Elton John and the Lion King showed us so eloquently, the circle of life, especially for entrepreneurs, is omnipresent. It is always there. We are always going to go back through cycles. And I love another thing that you said, and I'm a big believer in that when they zig, I zag. And if what you're talking about is zagging, Brian, I'm all about it. So I really resonate with everything that you're saying as far as thinking outside the box, living outside the box. Don't live in that cluttered, noisy world, Fire Nation, because you are in that red ocean. You want to be in that blue ocean, blue ocean and yep. distinguish yourself. And Brian, I could talk about this all day. I know you could too. <laughs> I want you to, oh, I have one favor of you. Hold me to it. We're going to be friends for life after this interview, I hope. And I want you to hold me to it because life is long. And I want to, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm making a declaration that I'm going to create a product for online marketers to learn how to do all this stuff. And you're going to be someone who's going to hold me to it. And I'll be somebody that does a joint venture with you to promote it. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> so Brian, this is a perfect time to thank our sponsors. Focus, follow one course until success. That's not the first time you've heard me say these words. That's because I truly believe that maintaining focus is key to success. But as busy entrepreneurs who are constantly challenged by the distractions that seem to follow us everywhere we go, it's tough to maintain that focus day in and day out. That's why I want to tell you about Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a supplement created by Onnit, a health and wellness brand that has one goal in mind with all of its products, total human optimization. On its flagship nootropic, Alpha Brain, is an all-natural supplement that's designed to be a one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels, bringing the mind to the top of its game. So if you find yourself having trouble focusing throughout the day, then I encourage you to check out On It and their supplement, Alpha Brain. Get 10% off your purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Calling all entrepreneurs and small business owners. When you're responsible for managing multiple platforms for your business by yourself, wouldn't it be nice to know there's a software solution out there that can help streamline? Well, there is. Entreport is an all-in-one small business management platform that integrates all the software an entrepreneur such as yourself needs to start, systemize, and scale your business. They make it easy to set up and automate your business, and when coupled with Entreport's expert implementation, done-for-you services, and award-winning customer support, you've got the power to focus on building your business. So stop managing different areas of your business from multiple platforms. Entreport integrates things like your shopping cart, CRM, your website and email marketing tools, all in one powerful solution. The result? Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, has seen a 500% increase in revenue, an 80% increase in new customers, and a 10% increase in customer retention. Go to entreport.com slash fire to learn more today.
So Brian, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Really great question because the thing is, in, in a traditional sense, you can say that I'm more an entrepreneur than an entrepreneur. Right. Um, and it's because Marty Edelston started this company in 1971. I got here in 1981 um, and we, we took the business from $3 million together um, as high as $150. Um, and more than that, we just built a business. So what really held me back was actually something that was actually good news, which was I had a mentor who I never could be as good at, at what he was able to do, which was the startup phase. But I realized that being an entrepreneur is not just about um, building the business from square one. I mean, I can't tell you that I walked 12 miles up the up the hill in, <laughs> in the snow barefoot to launch this business. I mean, I haven't been all that deprived in that respect, but I worked my butt off uh, working closely with Marty and having an amazing mentor who allowed me to be entrepreneurial within, um, to be an entrepreneur in an entrepreneurial environment. And now, of course, I am totally entrepreneurial in everything that I do. So what held me back became then a strength. So what held me back was sort of stop apologizing, Brian, because you didn't start this business from scratch. That's not a reason to think that I'm any less of an entrepreneurial spirit. And I think I learned even more and I think I'm so much further ahead because I had the luxury of a sandbox that I could play in with an amazing kitchen's table startup entrepreneur who took me under his wing and I paid attention. <laughs> I was a very, very good student. I was a very good student. Love it. What is the best advice you've ever received? One of the big ones was, and I guess it goes back to that little example I gave um, to um, – uh, the infomercial idea, which was follow the anecdotal evidence. You know, there's, there's so much out there. It's not like you have to copy people. You know, there's all this the concept of stealing smart. Um, but I think that in the business world, that's, that's probably one of the biggies um, because, you know, most things have been invented or some version of it has been invented and then you put your personal stamp on it. So you don't have to be I mean, I, I'm not going to be Steve Jobs, you know, um, and that's okay. I'm going to be Brian Kurtz. I'm going to be the best Brian Kurtz I can be, and you'll be the best John Dumas you can be. Yeah. So, you know, I think the best business advice that I would get is, you know, stand on the shoulders of greatness, but you're pretty darn tall yourself, and make sure that, you know, you keep following whatever anecdotal evidence you can pick up to put into that toolkit. Great advice. Brian, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, I think, I think it probably ties into the fact how much I love humanity. But, <laughs> um, but I think that it's really, you know, it's fairly simple. You know, um, someone said, I, I spend a lot of time telling people how much I love this guy and this woman's awesome and that's the best entrepreneur I ever met and there's the best thinker because I'm hanging out in these amazing mastermind groups. So someone cornered me on that and said, Brian, what would what would convince you to write somebody off? Like, you know, you're you're like uh, everybody's awesome. Like, you know, how can you you don't want, you like everybody you don't dislike. So I had to think about that. Like, what would what would um, 
Um, so the personal habit is that you love humanity, you, you, you play 100-0, which I talked about before, and you respond to everybody, every, every email, every phone call. Anytime someone gets in touch with you, you show them the respect and you show them the respect that every human being needs to have. But you also have to decide when you're going to say no and when you're going to have to you know, write somebody off. And it takes me a long time. And the big thing is you know, not writing people off too quickly is probably the attribute. And of course, um, but then when you finally do write them off, it's because for the right reason, whether they are, in my case, it's because if they lie to me or because they just keep taking, taking, taking. And since I think the biggest thing is that connecting with people is not just about saying I have the, the most people on my LinkedIn account or the most Facebook likes. You have to contribute to people before you can connect with them. So that, I, that is my possibility in life. I'm contribution and connection. And it's in that order. It's not connection and then contribution. So you have to give. You have to give way before you take. And when you take, it's not really taking anymore because it's all part of the relationship of contribution. So I guess long way of saying that the personal habit of being contribution and connection, not writing people off too quickly, uh, being respectful of everybody, and eventually only writing people off that really become a total drain. Mm, well said. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, Brian, that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I'm going to be very specific. I'm going to go to um, – I w- go back to what's old is new again. So I'm going to give you one. Lawrence Bernstein has a site, infoblog.com. It is a site that um, has tons of information on classic – direct mail and promotion and headlines and copy and not to say that you should just rip off stuff uh, from other people's sites and rip off headlines, but what, what's old is new again. And you can take a lot of concepts out of great headlines of the past. So that would be a, an internet resource that I love. Um, there's also one similar to that called it's, it's Who's Mailing What, uh, which is an archive of, again, great and that one has both direct mail and email, but it's a great archive of the, the great promotions of all time. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Brian Kurtz. And Brian, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I'm going to give you two quick ones. I'll be quick. One is Breakthrough Advertising by Gene Schwartz. Because uh, it's not a book about copy and creative. It's a classic book. It's really about human behavior. And we ha- the book has not been changed one word since 1966. And believe it or not, uh, human behavior hasn't changed since 1966. I don't think human behavior has changed since the Paleozoic era either, if there were <laughs> humans then. Um, and the other one is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Um, I think that I don't read – I read very, very little fiction. Um, the only two fiction books I've read in the last 15 years – are The Alchemist and The Fountainhead. Um, And I would recommend The Alchemist along with Breakthrough Advertising. Powerful. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you want the audio version of one of these books for free, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Brian, I want you to focus on this next question because it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? 
you have to find your tribe. So I would do everything I could, which I've been doing the last couple of years, is to figure out how I can list build. Um, I mean, to do, to do this right now with you is I'm going to find people probably um, in Fire Nation that are going to be part of my tribe in the future. Not necessarily whether I sell them something or not, who cares? Um, but they're going to be the people that are going to want to hear my knowledge and experience. So I yeah. think I think it would all be about building the list. That would be like the first thing that I would focus on. And I would look for every list building technique online that I could find um, and be able to um, uh, write and and blog and get interviewed and do whatever I can so that I could get as many people as possible under my tent. Brian, your thinking outside of the box has been really refreshing for me because I really love that mode of thinking. And what I want you to do here to end the interview is just to give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance in one sentence. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. I'll read something that that's sitting right um, sure. right on my computer because I, I wrote it and, I, and it's, it's good. So I, and so my real boss or what I report to is my sense of contribution. If I'm not making a difference, then I need to find a way to do that or move on. Uh, the philosopher Descartes attempted to prove his existence with the phrase, I think, therefore I am. I prove my existence when I can lend a hand, leave a smile, share a hug, or even make some money for my company or myself. In my world, I contribute, therefore I am. And these contributions will prove my existence long after I'm gone from any world in which I am a part. I contribute, therefore I am. Gave me the chills, Brian. Now, how can we find you? I've got a page up uh, for Fire Nation. Cool. And what I did was I, I picked an interview uh, in particular on this squeeze page, which is www.briankurtz.me slash fire. briankurtz.me slash fire. And on there is an interview that I did with my mentor, Marty Edelston, the guy who started this company and took it I mean he took it from three million to one hundred and fifty million as well wow. uh, I helped and, <laughs> and and um he just passed away a couple of weeks ago, and i couldn 't honor him more because part of the thing that I need to do without not i take credit for what I can take credit for, but I stand on his shoulders in so many ways, and I will for the rest of my life and it 's an interview that Joe polish, who 's a wonderful interviewer yes. genius network interviewer, did with Marty and I. Uh, about 10 years ago. It was after Marty had a stroke, but he was still very sharp. Um, and it's really, you know, I wanted, I wanted your audience to get a taste of the entrepreneur behind this entrepreneur. So if I'm an entrepreneur or at least an intrapreneur that's becoming an entrepreneur or a combination, I wanted you to get a sense of what it was like to be collaborative with a guy like Marty Edelston. And this interview does that. It's a wonderful interview. Um, and again, it's at uh, briankurtz.me slash fire. And then if you just go to briankurtz.me, I have a lot of other content on there, but I really would like you to, your folks to focus on this one interview first, because I think it's really spot on for what you're trying to teach, John. And, um, I'm very proud of it. Love it. Well, Brian, Fire Nation is definitely well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about, including briankurtz.me slash fire at eofire.com. They can click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or Fire Nation, just type the word Brian into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up 
with this link. And Brian, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. And I want to thank you. I think that you're doing an amazing, amazing service for so many people, and you added a lot to that interview, John. (laughs) Thank you. Fire Nation, unite! Entrepreneurs, the best action we can take for our businesses is to grow our audiences. After that, anything is possible. Podcasting is an incredible way to grow your audience, establish authority, and an intimate connection with your listeners. What's holding you back? The technical skills? Well, no longer. Podcastersparadise.com changes all that. Podcasters Paradise is a community of podcasters exchanging ideas, an ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials for every stage in the podcaster's journey, and private webinars with today's top experts. What are you waiting for? The gate to podcastersparadise.com can be unlocked for one price. Come check us out today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 